2: Welcome back to Believe in Everything Ole Miss, right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jordan Dollinger. I have been looking forward to this episode all week, and it's finally here. I'm talking about the Ole Miss and Alabama game this past weekend that broke records, broke the internet, and possibly broke Nick Saban's heart. <laughs> Once again, guys, this episode is brought to you by our partners over at Bet Online. Football is back, and you can get in on all the action at Bet Online. your online sportsbook experts. I know I definitely love to be. Uh, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online, and there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. Let's get into it. So last weekend was the highly anticipated Week 3 matchup against Alabama and Ole Miss in Oxford. Bama won 63 to 48. The spread on this game was 24 and a half points and the Rebs finished only 15 points behind. Ole Miss scored within the first minute of the game and kept the lead or stayed tied up with Alabama all the way until the beginning middle of the fourth quarter. Um, And it stayed a one score game all the way up until three minutes left in the game, which was really exciting. So. I want to give a big welcome to Ricky Green from Tide Talk Sports, who's on with me today. Thanks for joining me. No
3: problem. I'm excited. Love talking football. Might as well be talking football with you.
2: (laughs) Awesome. I love it. As you guys already know, Bama won 63 to 48, uh, so I can't talk too much crap. (laughs) The scoreboard
3: (laughs) might have said loss, but that was a win for Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. There's no doubt about it. And I'm not even talking about like a moral victory. We don't celebrate those. Everybody knows that. But. Lane Kiffin announced to the rest of college football that from this point forward, Ole Miss is a threat. And you have to be ready to play a complete game in order to to beat Ole Miss. So it was a a win in that, that way.
2: It was awesome. I think that people were not sure what they could expect from Ole Miss this year. I know that I definitely wasn't. Matt Corral went 21 of 28 for 365 yards. Of those passes, no surprise here, tight end Kenny Eboa picked up 7 for 181 yards, and wide receiver Elijah Moore had 11 receptions. Ole Miss averaged 7.5 yards per play, finished with um, 647 yards offensively, the most yards ever given up by Alabama ever. The closest to that was 630, the 2014 Iron Bowl. So... So yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch, but I want to know from your perspective, you know, being the expert on Alabama, your thoughts going into it, and did you think that it was going to turn out this way?
3: I'm not even going to flex. I I mean, honestly, I didn't think that Ole Miss was where they were, uh, where it turned out that they were. I thought that Lane Kiffin would need probably three or four years. I know that the program under Matt Luke, everybody likes Coach Luke. I get it. He's a super nice guy, but the program slid under Mount Luke, I don't think that there was much progress made as far as becoming competitive in the Southeastern Conference. So I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you that I expected that at all. My score prediction prior to the game was nothing close to that. It was like 53 to 24 or something. So (gasps) two things. I didn't think that Ole Miss was where they were yet. And then our defense just looked lost. And it's because of Lane Kiffin. Our defense isn't as bad as it looked against Ole Miss. Alabama fans were freaking out. But what Lane Kiffin did and what he does, I'm a huge Lane Kiffin fan. I think he's brilliant. And he takes the smallest chinks in your armor, the tiniest weakness, and exploits those weaknesses over and over and over again, and there's nothing you can do about it. And he just really – Made Alabama look foolish basically uh, on national TV, and a whole lot of people got to see it. So, sitting here looking at some stats, Matt Corral showed everybody why he was a five star and rated the number one quarterback in the country coming out of high school. 21 out of 28 for 365 yards. That's incredible. A 95.4 quarterback rating. Snoop Connor uh, had a great game. Ely, Jerry, and Ely. I knew about Ely as far as how athletic he was, but I didn't know about Ely as far as what a great running back he was. He really showed a lot in that game. Averaged over six yards a carry. Anytime you can average over six yards a carry in the Southeastern Conference, that's incredible. You're
2: doing something good. Yeah, you're doing something right.
3: No doubt. Yeah, yeah I just uh, I was impressed. I, I'm going to tell you, Lane Kiffin gets a, a full recruiting class or two under his belt, and Old Miss will be competing with Alabama for the SEC Western. Uh, division championship on an annual basis, I think, from here on out. I didn't need another team to worry about. I have LSU and Auburn every year, and now we got Ole Miss, too, so I guess we'll just have to to step it up.
2: The back-and-forth aspect of it was so insane. I mean, Ole Miss was leading or had it tied up or kept it to a one-score game all the way until – three, three and a half minutes left in the fourth. And um, I hope that you didn't get too stressed out about it. I didn't want any Alabama fans to start having heart attacks over there.
3: I was close uh, probably about midway through the third quarter. I thought, man, this is just because I, I've done a preview of the game and the, the point that I drilled home at the end for Ole Miss to win the game is to be in a position to win it in the fourth quarter. So mm-hmm. the whole game I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my God, He's really going to be in a position to win it in the fourth quarter, and you don't want to be facing Lane Kiffin in that scenario.
2: Lane Kiffin had already said previously that he is out here to win games. He's going for it on fourth down. There were four fourth down attempts that Ole Miss had; one hundred percent of them they converted. Four for four. Three of the four didn't even of them.
3: Think about it.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think that that instills a lot of confidence in in the guys who are playing three of those four fourth down conversions ended up with a touchdown in later drives. And then the last one ended up being a touchdown right then and there on fourth down. So a hundred percent is a really good uh, percentage. I like a hundred percent. So we're going to try and stick with that, but I think keep going for it on, on fourth. That's something that we'll continue to see. And then hopefully from that and honing in on the offensive side of things that are already going well, I think that I think that we're trending up. I totally agree with everything you said. I have to ask according to, Saturday down south. When asked about the game afterward, Nick Saban said, and I quote, I'm not really calm. I'm boiling and bubbling, trying to be encouraging to the players. I'm trying to make the best adjustments we could make at halftime. It seemed like everything we did, though, they, Ole Miss, had an answer for. I don't know if they had our signals or what. He goes on to say that that's not unusual, but it seemed like every time Bama called a play, Ole Miss had, quote, the best play they could have against it. They had a really good plan. We didn't execute very well. You could say it was ugly at times. So now the internet Twitter is blowing up about Saban essentially saying, That almost stole their signs, and then everyone's jumping on the bandwagon saying, "Well, Lane Kiffin used to coach there for three years; he knows the signs." Da da da. But even though this isn't completely unheard of, typically this involves the defense intercepting these offensive plans. So yeah, not the
3: other way around.
2: Not the other way around. So it seems like to me this is a little case of a little little saltiness. What
3: do we think? I think it, it it probably is. Look, Nick Saban is now 21-0 and 0 against former assistants. Kiffin and Saban have a special relationship. A lot of people don't understand just how close these two are, but it's, it's a close competitive relationship. Lane Kiffin, whether he admits it or not, wants to beat Nick Saban so bad he can't stand it. Mm-hmm. And Nick Saban wants to keep that from happening so bad he can't stand it. I, I don't think he had the signals. And my evidence to support that he did not was how fast y'all were getting lined up. There's no way mm-hmm. that he would have time to take Alabama signal, react. You, when you're moving that fast, you just can't do that. Mm-hmm. I will say though, I've never seen anybody call a run play on third and 27 ever.
2: Me and either.
3: Gashed us. So that was <laughs> unusual, but that's Lane Kiffin. Kiffin is just the ultimate play caller he just is that's his forte offense is what he does he doesn't pretend to be a defensive guy and you were mentioning earlier about going for it on fourth down a lot of the casual college football fans that don't really understand what things mean see mm-hmm. him going on fourth down and they think oh that's cool that's exciting but he's not just instilling confidence in the guys that he has now but he's also showing recruits come to the sit It's exciting. We're going for it on fourth down. We don't play. So Kiffin has definitely figured some things out um, since his last big-time head coaching stint that didn't end well. And I think that he's grown as a head coach, and he's always been one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. So I think that the experiences he gained as an assistant in Alabama and then as a head coach at FAU is invaluable, and it's truly made him dangerous at this point.
2: I would love to know biggest takeaways. You go first. So biggest takeaways for Alabama. I know that they have a big game going into next week, assuming we all get to play because we know that this week there was a lot of uh, COVID cases. So it could be an interesting week next week. But as of right now, everybody is playing. So I want to know the biggest takeaways from moving forward throughout the season.
3: I think that it, it has to be pointed straight back at Alabama's defense. There's this word that starts with a C that I hate, complacency. And I think that at times, when you win so many games for so long, complacency sets in. And I think that maybe just a little bit, Alabama's defense might have been resting on their laurels, so to speak, not really getting up for a game against Ole Miss. And I hope that at the very least, even though this was a win, it didn't feel like a win to me. And I hope it didn't feel like a win uh, to the Alabama defense as well. I hope that we – Learned that no matter who the opponent, you have to be ready to play your absolute A game. Because if you don't, Lane Kiffin can kick your butt on national television. So we're going to have to be able to play defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I guess that would be my biggest takeaway is just hoping that we learned that defense is still important in the Southeastern Conference.
2: Yeah, I would piggyback right off of that for Ole Miss, definitely. The defense is, is in need of a lot of work, and that's not something that's going to be fixed this season. That's a couple-year you know, process, definitely. Yeah. I'm
3: sitting here looking at Ole Miss's schedule, what you guys have remaining. Of course, mm-hmm. your next game, it looks like it's Arkansas. Yeah. That should be a win, and it should also be a chance for Lane Kiffin to be able to have his coaching staff sharpen up that defense. You're dead on what you said. It's a couple of years out because you don't have the bodies defensively Uh, to be elite just yet, but Arkansas, at least right now, plays a very simple pro-style offense. They hand the ball to the running back. They do some play-action pass stuff, and we all know Arkansas has struggled as a program lately. I think looking at Arkansas, that would be a really good game for your defense to get some teaching moments and to sharpen up a little bit. I'm not really seeing Man, you guys could win a shootout with anybody. I'm looking at the rest of your schedule, and I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss finishes the season eight and two. I mean, then you've got Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Texas A&M. They're ranked 11th right now or whatever. But Jimbo Fisher and Kellen Mond are either superheroes or absolute hot mess. So LSU is the fastest rise and fall in college football history. They're not what everybody thought they was going to be. So it – you know – Ole Miss could end up eight and two and second in SEC West and Lane Kiffin's first year. Awesome, I think awesome. Ole Miss is in a good place. You know, Ole Miss is a beautiful campus. I've been to the Grove multiple times myself and it just needed a spark really. And there's no denying Lane Kiffin's not a spark. He's like a firework show. I think that moving forward, you know, it felt to me that same excitement energy that that was there when you freeze was in town. Mm-hmm. It was that energy again. And it was, As an Alabama fan, I try to be professional as an analyst, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and try to flex on you. I was losing my mind for about (laughs) two hours there. So Kiffin's got us shook and he's Mm -hmm. not going anywhere. It'll be interesting going forward. No doubt.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hopping on with me. I want you to tell everyone listening, uh, where can they find you on Tide Talk Sports?
3: On Twitter, I'm at BamaRLG. I'm constantly updating social media all the time. ToddTalkSports.com is my website. Check that out. It's free. And then on YouTube, we have a new channel, um, the Alabama Football Rumors and News channel on YouTube. And that's where you can find me just about anytime you need me.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much again for jumping on with me. I really appreciate it. See you, Jordan. Well, there you guys have it. Thanks so much for listening to this Ole Miss and Alabama recap. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss a new episode. And check back next week for my Arkansas and Ole Miss recap. I'll be joined by Kyle Sutherland from Believes, the Hog Talk podcast. And if you want to hear my thoughts on what Rebel fans can expect this weekend, there's a preview up on the Hog Talk right now that you can check out. Remember, this week's game has been moved from ESPN2 to SEC Network. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and hottie toddy.